I talk to people all over America about the climate in our culture, and people tell me, yes, somebody ought to do something about it. Well, today's guest, Latasha Morrison, is taking the lead and taking the charge. She's written a book called Be the Bridge, and she's encouraging the church to take the lead in bringing America and the church back together again. We'll meet Latasha Morrison today here on Babby's House. Stay tuned. I'm coming your way right now. Babby's House, Babby's House. Every day is filled with possibility. At Babby's House, Babby's House, everybody is family. Welcome to Babby's House. Hello, everybody, and welcome. Welcome to Babby's House. Thank you for joining me today. You know, here on Babby's House, we talk about a number of things. We talk about what's happening in the church and in the home and in, in America and all over the world, and particularly from a Christian perspective and what God is doing. And people are talking all, all over social media and all over the dinner table and everywhere about the, the climate among the races and the attitude to the atmosphere in our culture right now among the races. And it seems like some things just don't change and that somebody ought to take the lead and do something about it. Well, today's guest, Latasha Morrison, has formed an organization and written a book called Be the Bridge. And she's training Christians to take the lead and to use uh, the love of God. What a, what a thought to use the love of God as a magnet to bring people together. She's going to talk about her mission and her ministry today here on Babby's House. Speaking of love and challenging the church to love, I want to sing a song that I wrote many years ago called Love is the More Excellent Way. Yeah. 
Welcome back to Babby's house. I want to introduce a young lady with a great big vision, a vision of how to uh, equip the church to be a change agent, to take the lead in helping people to love one another, to communicate with one another, to discuss difficult issues that sometimes cause a great divide, issues like race and differences in our culture. You know, it is possible for us to communicate uh, and actually uh, communicate with love and not create division, but unity. And she has created a ministry or uh, an organization and written a book called Be the Bridge, Pursuing God's Heart for Racial Reconciliation. Help me to welcome to Babby's house, Latasha Morrison. Latasha, it's good to see you, my Great friend. Great to be here. Oh, Great absolutely. To be here. Great to have you. Yes. You know, Latasha, it's amazing how throughout the, my entire lifetime, now, I'm, I'm, you know, my, my mother's lifetime, probably mm -hmm. your parents' lifetime. I'm, right. I'm not sure where your parents are from, but my parents are from the South. My daddy mm -hmm. was born in Alabama. My mother was born in Mississippi. Mm -hmm. They migrated to Michigan. Oh. And over the course of my entire lifetime, mm -hmm. we, race and racial mm -hmm. reconciliation and the challenge between the races has always been a subject of discussion. Right. You would think that the, the church particularly would we, that we would get to a place where we'd be done with that. Right, but right. we are still talking about that. And you have taken the lead in helping to equip the church to be an agent of change. And you've written this book called Be the Bridge. Right. Um, what is it that about this subject that has inspired you to step to the front of the line? Yeah, because, you know, I, I love the local church. Um, 
I love the kingdom of God. And one of the things, looking at the divide in our country, um, it really caused a, a discontent, what I call like a holy discontent yes. um, for me, where sometimes when things bother you, you can just like, you push it aside. But for me, um, being active in the local church, I was on staff at a church in Austin, Texas. And um, just hearing some of the conversations, I'm like, wow, we don't know each other. And because we don't know each other, we can't truly say we love each other. Like, you know, it's, we're supposed to love our neighbor as ourselves. And, you know, I wanted to see the church be the headlights in this conversation mm -hmm. um, and not the taillights. And All for right. so long, we've been the taillights. And not only that, we've been on the wrong side of history. Um, when we look back at um, doing slavery, if we look back at Jim Crow, if we look back at, you know, why we have different denominations now. And th those are truth because in order to get to reconciliation, it has to be girded in truth. It has to have the foundation of truth. And some people don't like hearing that those things, those are th things in the past, but in any type of relationship, you have to deal with those things that are in the past if you're going to heal to move forward, you know? Yes. And, and you say one of those things that we need to learn yeah. is empathy. Yes. Talk yes. to me about that. Yeah, empathy is 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 one of the it's like a it's a muscle that we all need. Yes. But that, a, lot a lot of us, of us don't, don't know how to use it. it. Right. Come on. <laughs> we don't have it. Yes. And so the thing is empathy is sitting with, being with, even when I don't understand I can, I can, because of my love for you and because of my respect for the humanity in you, that I can sit with you in your sorrow. I can sit with you in your joy. Um, you know, um, scripture tells us, you know, to rejoice with those that rejoice and um, we also suffer with those that suffer. And so when we understand that, what it means to sit with someone, to um, hold on to someone, that is empathy. When I, I maybe I haven't experienced it, but because you've experienced it, I can listen to you. I can lament with you. I can understand you. And the way you understand, a lot of times we're not asking for someone to just fix this. Uh, we're asking for people to listen and to be able to sit with um, the pain of someone else's, you know, and we... If we connect this to our relationships, you know, outside of race. How do we show empathy to someone that's going through a divorce? Yes. You know, how do we show empathy to someone that lost a child, you know? So that same type of thing that we would do is the same type of thing when someone has experienced, you know, um, racial injustice or racial harm, you know? Um, those are the same things, but those are the things sometimes that, that divide us. We don't want to hear about it because we don't understand it. And because we don't understand it, understand it, it makes us uncomfortable. And if we're uncomfortable, that means it's wrong. If I'm feeling uncomfortable, that means that this is wrong. And the thing is, this conversation is not comfortable. Yes. You know, this conversation is hard. So it's are you difficult. saying that we have to grow up in a sense? Yeah, we do. We do. Um, if we want to, if we want in our generation, in our lifetime to see this, um, this bridge go further, yes. you know, uh, we are not where our grandparents were. You know, I am not where my great grandmother was, or I'm not even where my, my parents were. It, you know, there's a lot we've accomplished but still when we start unraveling there's still a lot for us to go and we can't just be satisfied with good you know our goal should be great so that all will flourish that's what reconciliation means it means that we all flourish that we are making things 
right. So that means things that were done wrong, we have to undo those and make them right. Yes, I wanna get to the heart mm -hmm. of some of the um, the tools yeah. that, that you use right. and that you've developed to help further this, to right. help teach us, to help us deal, uh, many of us deal with the hurt yeah. and the pain and help others to develop that muscle of empathy yeah. and so that reconciliation and love and change can happen. Talk to us about some of those resources. Yeah, uh, one of the things in doing this is, I feel like this work has to start with you personally. So this started with a group of women in Austin, Texas with me um, and we created, I created a guide. And so in that guide, it was just kind of walking people through the steps. This is, this is how we move toward reconciliation. And so there's a um, 10 week um, study guide um, that I tell people don't take it and make it like try to do it all in 10 weeks. This is about um, not just proximity, but getting to know one another, building relationships with people, stepping outside of your comfort zone. A lot of times as people of color, we do that a lot. But when you're a part of the majority culture, you don't have to necessarily do that to thrive and survive. And so it really causes people to step out and really want to engage. And so we wanted to create like an on-ramping for people to have this. And so we have this 10, we say 10 weeks, but a lot of people, our group did it within a year. So so we did one session a month and we also participated in the lives of each other where if it was a birthday party or if it was a family event to really get to know each to, to one another because sometimes when you know someone, when this is happening, when you start hearing stories, um, a lot of times we don't have empathy because we don't know anyone that's experienced some of these things. And um, But when you start hearing the stories of people, you know, for me growing up in North Carolina, I grew up in suburbia, my experience growing up is totally different from my friend that grew up in East Orange, New Jersey, mm -hmm. you know? Yes. And so, but I don't deny her truth and her experience because that wasn't my experience. And so we have to understand that it's different parts of the country that there are different experiences. Our experiences are not universal. Yes. So we have the guide. Uh, we also have um, the book um, that walks, gives a deeper, and I share my story a lot in the book. Um, and then we also have specialized information for transracial adoption. Uh, we've created um, a 78 page guide to help um, parents who have adopted transracially. Uh, we also have um, special tools for those um, that are um, a majority culture. Um, we call it BTB for white people. We have that, you know, and that's really understanding what is white identity, what is white culture, and how does it intersect in the world. Um, and then we also have developed resources um, for people of color. Um, and, you know, a lot of times within um, the people of color groups as it relates to indigenous community, the native community, um, the um, Asian community, Latinx community. Um, I don't know everyone's story. So sometimes it's hard for us to be one with and have that oneness um, without understanding each other's story. So we've just created some material for that that will release this summer. And the newest thing, which is my heart, and um, is that for BTB youth. And if we're going to continue this conversation, we have to pass the mantle on to the next generation. This and sounds so very personal. It is. It sounds like you're, you're passionate, but it also sounds very personal. Is there a personal story or some background story that we should yeah. know? 
You know, for me, it, it really come, it overflows from my love of God. I do this because I love people and I want to see us be better. And I want to see the church be um, beautiful PR for the kingdom of God. And I haven't seen that. So that burden. Why do you me. think that is? You know, I think it's because a lot of um, history is intertwined into that. I think it's because we live in a racialized society. Like we don't understand truly who we are. And when I say that, when we talk about, you know, the categories, the racial categories that we have here in America, um, those don't exist everywhere. You no, know? they don't. They don't exist everywhere. And so that shows you there's a system right now that is breaking us down from the image that God has created us in. And I think for me, seeing how that plays out, it divides us. Yes. Um, you know, we're not, and when we're talking about oneness, we're not, not talking about sameness, but there's mm, not one race or ethnicity that can represent the totality of who God is. Yes. It takes every nation and every tribe. It's really a celebration exactly. of who we are exactly. and our, our uniqueness. And God is at work in every culture and every people, and we can't see ourselves as better than anyone else. And I'm talking about the kingdom of God. I'm talking about people of faith, we our systems are not like the world systems. So I can't look at Brazil and say I'm better than you because I'm from America. Yes. You know? Is there a website that we can visit? Yes. Um, so you can go and find out more information at bethebridge.com and then also latashamorrison.com. Very good. We're going to take a quick break. But once again, I want, uh, I want you to know our guest name is Latasha Morrison. The name of the book and the organization is called Be the Bridge, Pursuing God's Heart for Racial Reconciliation. When we come back after this break, we want to hear more about some of the things that Be the Bridge, you call it BTB. Yes, <laughs> is doing uh, yeah. what those. What, you know, I'm I'm curious to know what those groups might oh, look yeah. like, and we'll talk about that yeah. when we come back. So listen, you stick around because after this break, we'll be back with more of Babby's house and some more encouragement for you and your family and even your church. We'll be right back after this break. Welcome back to Babby's House. I've been having a wonderful conversation with Latasha Morrison, the author of Be the Bridge, Pursuing God's Heart for Racial Reconciliation. And this whole movement just sounds yeah. very exciting. Yeah. And as you were talking about the, the, uh, the resources and the groups and having people come together for discussion and for equipping the body of Christ to be an agent of change, to take the lead in helping uh, America and even the world come together the way God intended. I love what you said that oneness does not, does not mean sameness. Right. I love that. Yeah. And so in, in light of that, is there a, a, a suggestion or an encouragement for the groups when they come together to uh, work with one another, to equip the saints for ministry? Mm -hmm. uh, do you suggest that the groups be the, all the same or diverse? Or what's your suggestion concerning that? In order for this to work and for us to understand one another, the groups need to be um, racially diverse. And so um, we How don't... How do you make that happen? <laughs> in, well, in, 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 in churches... Where... Okay. In churches and then um, neighborhoods, communities, um, schools, um, but then there's churches that are more homogenous, right? And so I was just in um, 
with some Wesleyan um, church people in um, in Illinois and in Missouri, and most of their denomination is predominantly white. And so what they've done is they're educating themselves. They're reading the book. Um, they're also partnering with other churches. So they're partnering with um, maybe um, this the church in Illinois. They've partnered with several African-American churches in the area and then a Latinx church. And so they're building those bridges that way. So it's getting them to step outside of their comfort zone as a church because um, they want to learn more. They want to grow and they want to put, you know, set an example for the community. And uh, this just a beautiful thing happened, um, happening in that community is Springfield, Illinois. And um, I can just name just places that you wouldn't think. And, you know, when we're hearing all the things that's happening in the world and um, a lot of the negative things that are happening, I have this glimpse of this, this beauty that God is making from ashes um, in the body of Christ. And I do understand that every church is not going to want to do this. You know, yes. every believer is not going to want to do this. And that's okay. You know, that's not our audience. This is for people who see the brokenness and they're saying, yeah. I want to be a part of the change. I want to change. That, that's our audience. Is this just an American thing? No, we have over a thousand groups um, across the country, and we know we probably have more than that, but um, groups, um, they multiply, they um, reproduce themselves. And so we have groups in New Zealand and in Canada. Uh, we have some of the um, majority cultural groups happening in Italy. Um, just a, a lady that I met through the um, this program that I'm in, um, she wanted to learn more, and she started a group in Italy. And so this conversation is taken off. And, and the great thing, um, Babby, I think, is that we know when, when change happens, God never uses majority of the people. Yes. It's a remnant. Yes. And so my, what I say to people is, do you want to be a part of the remnant? Because I know within my heart, this is what God is saying. He wants his children to be united, to be connected. But in order for that to happen, we have to understand each other. And we have to understand our history so that we can understand the present. And um, that has been lacking a lot. How do we get more information about Be the Bridge, pursuing God's heart about the book, yeah. about the resources, yeah. about the movement, how yeah. we can get involved? Where right. do we get more information? Um, you can go to bethebridge.com and you can find out more information about our resources. We also have a private secret online um, conversation that happens over um, social media called Facebook. And so um, we have a private group. You have to answer questions to get into that group. And that's a starting point for some people just to engage there. And we've been running that group since 2015 and it has over 25,000 members. Um, we're very strict because you can't talk in our group for three months once you join. Wow. Yes. We and are very serious. that's a question serious. I want to ask you. Is there a way, is there any way that Be The Bridge is influencing social, on social media well, as an influencer? Yeah, you know, uh, we were recognized by Facebook as um, a leading um, change agent, um, you know, in that. And so we were able to receive a grant from Facebook to continue the work. That's how we were able to do the youth um, portion of our curriculum that's coming out. And so we, you know, 
we use it as a tool. You know, any tool can be used for good or bad. Yes. And what we do is we take the tools that we, we're, we've been given and we try to use them for good and for God's glory. Well, listen, I'm so happy that you came our yeah. way. We're praying for you. Thank you so Wishing much. Wishing you all the best. Keep in touch with us, all right? Okay, thank you. So we you. can celebrate some more. This is a great work. And thank my you. friend, listen, I'm so glad that you came to Babby's house today so that you could just be encouraged. And I, I'm believing that this is a part of your heart, that you are, like Latasha, taking the lead in your church, in your community, to bring peoples together. Well, the Lord bless you, my friend. May he make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you and give your peace in the name of Jesus. Until the next time we get together, this is Babby's house. God bless you and yours for now. Bye-bye. <laughs>